Hi, it's Caroline, and you're listening to Get a Clue Stories of Business. This is my podcast about change management, restructuring, and transformation. And you know, I love to talk about all kinds of topics. In 1998, Professor Teresa Amabile wrote a classic article, and it is called How to Kill Creativity. In her article, Teresa suggests that large and complex organizations unknowingly develop a profile of an organization that is unable to sustain creativity. So for instance, such an organization may have a closed organizational culture, it may have political infighting, there are resource constraints, which force employees to manage scarcity. And then also maybe there's a lack of employees process autonomy, and maybe there is overall an organizational culture that undermines and blocks novel ideas from unfolding. Why do I refer to this article? Because creativity is often linked to innovation in a company. But when I look at change projects, and especially those that aim to create more innovation within a company to propel the organization forward, I think a lot of people totally underestimate, don't even think about creativity and the link between innovation and creativity. That's why I refer to Teresa Mobile and her research. And this type of research already hints at, let's say some sort of framework that prevents employees to be creative. If you have an organizational culture that is closed, maybe political infighting, employees that are pretty much, you know, preoccupied with resource constraints and don't have process autonomy, very often cognitive capabilities are not being used to what could otherwise be used for mini C or little C creativity. So to understand this, when you think about creativity, lots of times people think about creativity as this one element, right? It's like a black box, but actually creativity theory suggests that there are several tenets of creativity. And most of the time when we think of Leonardo da Vinci, or let's say Beethoven, we really think about big C creativity, which is a trait inherent to geniuses and inventors. So because creativity is such a black box concept, I find it very, very helpful to actually consider what are some other tenets. We already talked about big C creativity, so creativity that is inherent to inventors and geniuses around the world. But then there is also the everyday creativity. And that type of creativity often is referred to as little c creativity and mini C creativity, the creativity inherent to the learning process. When you think about this, consider some of the experience experiments that worked well in the past. Did you actually know that 3M's posters, right? So the yellow, orange, pink, blue posters that you use in everyday life at the office, at workshops, etc., they are the result of an experiment that went south. 3M's post-its are actually the product of an adhesive glue experiment that didn't work out the way it was intended. And now it is being used for brainstorming. And that is an example of a little C creativity. 
I actually dedicated an entire master's thesis to creativity because I, a former creative kid that used to draw as a kid, I was part of, you know, like drama productions. I did all kinds of things. I lost my creativity when I worked for big corporations. My experience was that creativity was not really welcomed and that it was more important to adhere to organizational rules and a certain way of being and doing than to be, let's say, a Renaissance woman with multiple interests and a certain creative streak. And that's why I deemed this topic so important that I actually wrote a thesis about it. Now, when you think about organizations that want to foster creativity, I think most of the time they don't pay attention to little c creativity, so everyday creativity, and also mini c creativity, the creativity inherent to the learning process. What can you as an organization do to improve, say, creativity at the company? I think it starts with the basics, and that is allowing employees to fail. So you need a failure culture because it's only by experimenting, by trying out things that you can actually learn and rejuvenate mini C creativity. So the creativity inherent to learning because learning is all about testing, experimenting, failing, starting from scratch, doing it all again. Then also the everyday creativity should be encouraged. And I do think that that is feasible and doable by saying, okay, why don't we set aside 30 minutes every week, say on a Friday, where we engage in creative endeavors? Why not? Who says this isn't possible? If the ultimate result is that you foster innovation and innovative spirit at the company by tapping into the uh, tacit little c everyday creativity of your employees you might all of a sudden unearth solutions to internal problems that you didn't even know existed maybe these solutions are a result of several employees you know mm, brainstorming a problem together using their everyday little c creativity and coming up with solutions so in my view very often when you want to foster a culture of innovation it is important to first of all implement a culture of failure failure is okay but then also to very consciously come up with measures that rejuvenate encourage little c creativity so everyday creativity and also mini c creativity the creativity inherent to the learning process these days it's a very digital world we do everything digitally there's slack there's mural there's miro you know all these like tools for whiteboarding or for internal communication but i do suggest that you help members of an organization tap into their non-digital creativity and that might definitely consist of some very unusual measures that you've never considered before it might even consist of employees meeting and folding origami creams for 15 minutes. But sometimes you really need to take a measure that has never been seen at the organization in order to really tap into also 
the playfulness that is part of creativity and that helps people change the way they perceive a certain item or a certain roadblock and tap into areas of their brain that they haven't tapped in for a long time. This might be a bit of an unusual podcast series. I understand that you're probably surprised that I talk about creativity and innovation, but I do it because I noticed that in my work and in my professional career, so often I was prevented from being creative and I was, I had to comply with organizational cultures that were closed organizational cultures, not open to innovation cultures, or let's say corporate settings where cost pressure and the urgent need to reinvent processes was so strong that people really couldn't take a breather. And if in these types of situations, you do not appeal to the tacit mini C and little C creativity that is inherent to people, then as a company, I am pretty sure that you lose out. I strongly suggest that you actually, if you want to learn more about this topic, understand the theoretical debate behind all of this, then you should definitely start out with reading the 1998 classic article, How to Cool Creativity by Professor Teresa Amabil. I'm pretty sure that exists in uh, as a printout of uh, HBR, Harvard Business Review. You should also look at the 3M experiment gone south, which helped us, you know, which delivered posters to us. And then I suggest that you actually sit down with yourself and consider and reflect with yourself to what extent you're still being creative and also maybe tap into some of your childhood memories where you were a creative kid like I was. Um, At what stage did you feel like your creativity was being stifled? What do you actually do to tap into your little C and mini C creativity? And also the organization that you currently serve, does it have a failure culture? When it talks about innovation, does it take actual steps to foster a spirit of innovation and creativity? Do you ever feel like you just want to sit down with your peers at work and fold origami cranes? or dinosaurs? And what are the actual creative endeavors you engage in? And is there a sense of playfulness and joy? And if yes, what happens when you engage in creative endeavors at work? Does it help you come up with other solutions? Does it make you think differently? Does it make you think big? Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I know it's an unusual topic, but I had to talk about it because it's such a a crucial topic and totally underestimated and undervalued if you ask me. And if you have any comments or feedbacks, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening and bye-bye.